This is episode number 28 with Bob Vincent. Welcome to American Snippets, your source for inspirational, motivational, and selfless stories and interviews from exceptional people across the nation. And now, here's your host, Barb Allen and Dave Brown. Hey, everyone. Dave Brown here from American Snippets. Thank you so much for joining us on uh, another episode. Appreciate you being here on today's show. You know, so many people believe that the American dream is a thing of the past. Uh, but here in America Sippets, we know the opposite is true. In fact, we believe there's never been a better time for Americans to find and achieve that dream. And thanks to the men and women who defend this country, the rest of us are free to pursue our dreams, to uh, you know fulfill our own goals, and you know live the lives that we want to live. And many of our guests share this same view, and today's guest is no different. Bob Vincent is the son of immigrants. His father fled Hungary to avoid capture by the Russians, and soon he made his way to America where he actually joined our military. Through his parents' stories and his own experiences when visiting Hungary, Bob realized from a young age how fortunate Americans are and how fortunate we are to have the freedoms that we have. But it was when his path crossed with one very special Marine uh, that Bob understood the debt we owe our military, and it was at that point his life changed forever. Today, Bob uses his company, Real Heroes Media, to share stories of American heroes, and he also helps nonprofits that are veteran and military-focused. Now, without further ado, here's Barbara Allen with Bob Vincent. Hi, I'm Barb Allen here with American Snippets. Today's guest is Bob Vincent, who has a Really a great story about his life as a first-generation American who grew up in this country and with parents who felt strongly enough about the values of this country to bring their family here. And we're going to talk to him about what it was like growing up in that family as a first-generation American, building a successful business, Real Heroes Media, which you built yourself ground up um, to become uh, one of the people in the industry who you give back through your business. So not only have you built a sustainable business for yourself, but you found a way to give back to the country that you yourself are first generation in, which a lot of people may take for granted. You know, people um, who are generation upon generation of being here, we just sort of take it for granted, right? And maybe we don't take the time to find that way to give back or work hard enough to realize everything that we could possibly realize in our lives. So we're really looking forward to talking to you, getting your, getting your story. I know you, you firsthand from, from your work, from the work that you do yeah. to give back. You're very involved with Snowball Express, which is something that we talk about here. Often seems like this organization Absolutely. comes into a great many of our- just finished number 12 Number month. 12 years on Snowball Express. So why don't you tell us a little bit, first off, about Real Heroes Media, the business you built okay. uh, and why you built yes. it. Uh, Real Heroes Media. So we started off as a, uh, simply as a video production company. And uh, that's that was our, our main core business was uh, actually doing online video marketing and uh, started off with a company used, was called Video Pilot 360 and got into the video business to do online video interactive marketing. And through my work and um, in the industry, I, I met a service member who had a very incredible story, who was uh, a country musician ready to sign a record deal. Instead of signing his record deal, he signed up for the Marine Corps when September 11th happened. Decided he wanted to serve his country and put his music career on hold. Unfortunately, his second tour, he was severely injured, breaking his back, where 
He uh, was paralyzed from the waist down. And then through that, uh, through um, some medical advancements, they came up with a procedure that was able to work for him and help him. So six months later, they started the procedure. They're able to rebuild his vertebrae using a procedure called the uh, kyphioplast. It worked for him. A year later, he walked out of the hospital and started playing music again. So through that, when um, we were working in Nashville, he lived in Nashville. So we would, uh, when we were in Nashville filming, I would do whatever I could to help him after hearing his story and working with them to get some video content put together for him. And I went with him to a Wounded Warrior conference. It was uh, in Orlando, Florida in 2008, so 10 years ago this year, so 10th anniversary now of uh, working with, with veterans in, in the film business. So when I went to the conference, that was kind of an eye-opener for me where I was there to do a documentary about Steven. Country Music Television wanted to tell his story on being a country musician who gave up his music career to serve, was injured, and then the story of him overcoming that injury to get back in the music business, and now he was going back overseas for his first tour. So um, so we kind of uh, migrated over the past 10 years, started off doing the interactive video marketing, got involved with this uh, uh, country musician, Stephen Cochran is his name, by the way. Great guy, great musician, great friend. And um, when I went to that conference, so that was an eye-opener for me. I had no idea, like I think a lot of people um, didn't know how many wounded we had, how many lost right. service members we've had, and then the families, you know, that have been left behind that, that had all kinds of uh, you know, resources that were needed that, that organizations were providing, but some knew, some didn't. And, and there was all these stories that just weren't being told. And that's where I started filming and volunteering to do veteran programs with uh, American Airlines, work with them. And then, like you mentioned, Snowball Express. Yeah. And so over the past 10 years, we went from doing video marketing to now still do video production commercials and all kinds of uh, videos. But Mainly now we're we're targeted in the uh, nonprofit military uh, veteran support. So your background, uh, you you studied film production, uh, not professionally. Especially, so- <laughs> uh, I studied uh, actually computers, computer uh, programming technology. Okay. Went to school at Purdue University, so I majored in computer programming technology and minored in telecommunications and networking. And after um, when I was in when I was in high school, though I was a big film. I was going to go to film school. I loved film, loved doing videos. I uh, used to have my my home to myself when uh, my parents were either working or out for afternoons, where uh, I had the house to myself for a few hours. And we used to make uh, fake episodes of Cops. That's when Cops first came out. So that so, was how you you just so, turned your like your hobby and your passion, house, yeah, and you took it, it into a, you know, a crime scene or a yeah. uh, you know investigative scene or whatever the script happened to be for the week. And so then I you took that passion. passion I'm sorry. Film. Yeah, and you was took that? that passion and you lent it yeah. towards the other passion. So that you, I so, so I, that's I went cool. To college, you know, I got accepted yeah. at Purdue, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And I do. I have family in Europe, um, and my cousin was getting his PhD at the time. And I took a introduction to HTML programming course, and thought it was really cool how I can design a website here. And in seconds, he's looking he's at looking, it halfway yeah. around the world. So I kind of went into computers, did that for a while, designed software for Intel for uh, Federal Moguls, a car manufacturing facility. And um, it was actually September 11th was my I was graduating that fall, and September 11th was my you know, recruiting day. I had okay. 12 uh, interviews with 12 of the biggest companies in the country, from IBM to Intel, who I was already working for as a contractor, who hired me after I worked as an intern, and then they hired me to work as a contractor until I graduated and could come back full-time. 
But then September 11th, that was the day. I was on my way, suit and tie, ready to go pick out my dream job, graduating college, 100% placement, one of the top degrees in the country for computer science and programming. And um, that's when September 11th. So I unfortunately lost my contract with Intel and graduated that December and I didn't have a job. And uh, it's kind of a, that's a story by itself, what led me to where I'm at today. But uh, because of that, I ended up uh, working at Best Buy where I worked when I was in high school. Then ended up meeting a pilot from American Airlines who flew me to Dallas, Texas to look at the pilots union and help them with their IT needs, which then led me to starting my video company, which was a passion. That's something I always went back to. I wanted to do after 10 years in the IT industry. I decided, you know, I'm going to buy a camera. I had two good friends of mine that I known that were wanting to start this company. So I kind of January 2008, 10 years ago this month. Wow. I uh, walked away from the corporate IT world and started a video production company. I went and bought a video camera and started making videos. So this is actually something that we're finding to be a common theme almost in, in so many people that we meet and talk to who have gone into their worlds and accomplished something really pretty exceptional. Um, a lot of them seem to have been on one path and then something yeah. significant happened in their life and they were faced with a decision. And, you know, either I go full on into this or I stay the sort of tried and true path. And it seems like it, it is a recurring theme. People, you, you just take that leap and you go all in. And yeah. um, what would you say to people then who are maybe contemplating making that? I mean, it's easy to say it, go for it and it will be okay, but it's a struggle. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd be honest. I'd say it, it, was, it hasn't been easy. It's easy yeah. to say, right? but it's definitely been hard. I mean, it's... You know, when I when I was fortunate when I first um, when I first walked away with this technology we were developing, this online interactive technology. Uh, that country musician I mentioned, Stephen, I was doing some free videos for him and, and helping him do what I could. And and we did a video for MySpace. We we're developing this one. MySpace was still a right. big thing, and we developed this interactive video for MySpace. And two weeks later, I got a phone call from Disney and from right. Rascal Flats, their marketing director. And they asked me if I can come to Nashville and do these videos in Nashville. And they really liked the idea. They loved what how they worked and how they and next thing you know, I was working for Disney and Rascal Flats and one of the biggest names in country music. And yeah. I haven't been in the business for six months. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I mean, I but that never would have happened if you hadn't you just know, trusted yourself so and made that. It was that a leap. blessing. And then yeah. that's that was that year that I went to that veteran conference and then, you know, with the work through Disney and you know, I was I was blessed in the way of you know, the money we were making and financially, we we're doing very well. And that was gave me the ability to then go and help and work with Snowball Express and and, and Skyball and, and uh, a lot of the Gary Sneeze yeah. Foundation. I work a lot with Gary and his band, Lieutenant Dan Band. just took and, Snowball in under his wing. And, and, and the yeah. reason, you know, when I went to that that that, that first event, and, and you mentioned me you know, my background. So uh-huh. um, I, I am a first-generation American. Yeah. I uh, was born here. My uh, my grandfather, unfortunately, he died in a prison camp in Siberia uh, during World War II. My grandmother, she was she wasn't taken to a uh, camp, but my grandmother's Jewish, and a, a majority of her family were uh, either victims or also had to escape from the German uh, occupation in Hungary. My family's right. from Budapest, Hungary. If I haven't mentioned that, and my dad was eight years old when his dad was taken in 1945 in World War II, and. Um, in 1956, Hungary tried to regain their independence, and they had a revolution, a Hungarian revolution, where they tried to regain their freedoms that they 
wanted right. to just like Americans had, and they didn't want to be a part of the communist regime and be under communist rule with Russia. And, and unfortunately, it turned violent, and the Russians were executing anybody that put up a resistance. So my dad, my dad was at work one day, and they showed up at his work to get him, and his buddies gave him a heads up that these soldiers are here looking for you. And he snuck out the back door at 20 years old. He crawled wow. across the border into Austria. After about eight or nine hours of sitting in a ditch in the border against the river, he had a clearing to get across and made it. And first thing he did when he got here was he enlisted in the army because he wanted to serve and give so back. So he, he wasn't married when he came here. No, he wasn't married. Okay. No. He wasn't married. He uh, it was just he was an only child. Yeah. So he was eight years old when his dad was taken, and uh, he was just wow. him and his mom, and he couldn't even say bye to his mom. He just he had to go. He had to just go like that. Go wow. or stay and. You know, who knows what would have happened. So, yeah. so he left and um, he came here. He served in the army. He went back to Hungary after uh, he changed our last name and he became an American citizen by then. Eisenhower was president at the time and was giving anybody citizenship and asylum who escaped. It was, I think, the Refugee Act of 1956, the, the Hungarian Refugee Act that he enacted to allow Hungarians to come to America. But my dad went back, married, met my mom, married her, brought her out here and my mom's side of the family all stayed behind. And my mom, my dad still had his mom and some of his relatives as well. So I was born here, but I was six months old the first time I went back to Hungary. And we used to go every every summer where we would spend the summers. As soon as school ended here, we went there and we would take eight suitcases filled with shampoo and toilet paper. And just because they don't have that. You know that. Yeah, they don't and have I that. And I realized stuff how fortunate I was when I saw the soldiers in the streets with machine guns and I got clotheslined once when I was 10 years old running through the airport because I was running. And that's how the soldiers told you, don't run. They knocked the window out. They picked you up by the yeah. shirt and screamed at you in Russian because <laughs> you were running. You know, My I mean, goodness. things that you just don't even think about of what it would be like to not be able to, you know, say what you want to say. Or if you say the wrong thing, go to jail and have literally people monitoring and watching everything you do say and think and feel. And that, that you can't crazy. even go buy a you know normal roll of toilet paper at the store, <laughs> and so I realized that growing up how fortunate I was. And, so, did your well, dad would he tell stories of those days to you growing up, no, or was it just I mean, not talked about? Not until I started asking about them. I mean, we never really got into it until I started. I mean, you know, when I was growing up and and started realizing, you know, and when I was young, and I, we just never talked about. It, just we went to Hungary, took their things. We never really made a big deal out of what else was going on. I think that. That Russian soldier grabbing me in the airport when I was running. Yeah. And the way he grabbed me and, and you know, had his machine gun on his side and was screaming at me. I think that was one of my, that was my big eye opener as a kid as far as, whoa, you know, you know, things are a little bit different here. And, yeah. and then I, I mean, can you imagine that happening here? Can you imagine a no. 10 year old boy yeah. running around and a police officer or law enforcement clotheslining the 10 year old kid yeah. for running? A little kid. Yeah. And literally pick yeah. him up by the shirt. I mean, it was a, it was a moment. Talking to mom, my mom had a little bit of a panic attack too. But, uh, but no, it, yeah. So I, you know, so I, I grew, you know, it, you know, we, we have since, you know, I've done a lot of interviews and my grandmother's going to be 99 years old, my adoptive grandmother. I have a very large adoptive Hungarian family here in, in the States in Florida and in Chicago, uh, all who immigrated here with my mom and dad at the same time and uh. became family. So I call them grandma, uh, grandpas, uncles, cousins, aunts, uncles, but, right. um, there's no blood relation, but. We have a very big family here, and then I still have my immediate family back in Hungary. So I still was just there last October for a few weeks, and still keep the connection, speak the language fluently. But 
But uh, growing up and, and realizing what I had when I came home and how fortunate I was to be an American and to have the freedoms we have. And so like, so when I went to that event, that changed my life. That was, I walked into that room and started meeting these guys and gals and hearing their stories. And all I can think about is, you know, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them and those that defend our country and take the oath to keep those so. freedoms yeah. alive today. And, you know, make sure that they never forget and that you know there's always someone there to make sure that we'll have that and that we don't have to worry about it so you use the work that you do at your at your company you will then go document you'll create documentaries and videos for not military nonprofits, or you know explain a little bit what you do how you use your company so so it started as just doing videos whenever they, they needed help there was an event i would either do a highlight video or if they needed a promotional video i would have a green screen mobile studio i would bring and film PSAs with Gary Sinise or Tony Orlando or whoever they're endorsing, you know, person that was endorsing right. the organization, Terry Fader, we do a lot of work with him, chef Robert Irvine, uh-huh. um, of course, Tony Orlando, Gary. So if they needed help, I'd do PSAs. Then the events themselves. Um, the first year I got involved with snowball, I was in Nashville and got a call that Lee Greenwood was going to be singing for all the kids at the Nashville airport. And I didn't know anything about snowball. I didn't know what it was about. I just, I, the friend of mine who was involved knew that I was in Nashville working with Disney at the time. And I was actually supposed to fly home the day before. And I told him, if you guys give me a ride home, I'll come. Cause they didn't have anybody to take pictures or do any video. Yeah. So they asked me if I would come help. And I was like, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we need one. When that song came out, it's God bless the USA. My dad would play it every day. He still has the record at home. Nice. <laughs> and he, he was one of his favorite songs. And he would always tell me, like, this is what this country's about. But, you know, he's very patriotic man as well. If you ever get to meet him, he's, you know, made sure we knew how fortunate we were to live here, too. And always told us about, uh, you know, to always respect those, obviously, who yeah. who do defend our country. And so he, that was my dad's favorite song, too, when it came out. He played all the time. So I went, filmed, and. And, um, that was a moment. Um, I, uh, you know, filming there, Lee had a moment. He was walking around asking the kids what they wanted for Christmas. And he went out to one little girl and she said her daddy. Yeah. And I could hear, I, he was, had a microphone on and I can hear what he was saying through my monitors. And he just hugged that girl and told her, don't, you know, you're going to go on this trip. You're going to have a great time. And, he had a nice intimate talk there, but she was upset. She had just lost her dad a few months before and it's tough. And they got yeah. her on the trip and and I got on that charter flight and I, five minutes into the flight she was helping with the drink service, serving drinks. She asked me, Oh, what do you want to drink? And she was already having fun. And when I got back to Dallas, I was just gonna go home and then they asked me, Hey, is there any way you can stay and help us get some video? It was the first year I was in Dallas. It was kind of you were you were probably there. I was there. <laughs> um so yep. it was everyone was split between a bunch of hotels, and then and uh, it was the first year here in this in a new location, and they needed help with video and production. So I stayed, and uh, and it changed my life. And just seeing those kids and meeting the families and and the impact it was making for them was so I would started producing videos for Snowball Express, for example, where now every year we film, we do a highlight video. We've grown from not just doing the videos, but some of the, the signage and. The, the badging right. and the marketing material and some other graphics and stuff like that as well. So when people, yeah. when people um, will say things like we, you know, we'll see stories a lot and hear a lot. There's kind of an undertone of malcontent, malcontent in the country, right? People saying the American dream is dead um, and oh. just arguing and all this. Like, what would you say to somebody if they walked up to you and said, you know, the American dream is just 
crap. There's no such thing. It doesn't exist. Um, it cannot be done. What uh, would you say to them? Completely wrong. Just don't expect it for nothing. That's what yeah. I tell them. You know, that's one day. Um, I, uh, you know, one of my goals and dreams is to do something. Yeah, I won't say what, but a uh, uh, something to remind, you know, remind some things I want to be able to get my story out there, what I've been through, and and let people, you know, know that it's, you know, the American dream. The one thing that people, they, they, I think that people expect things, something for nothing. Yeah. And the American dream is very much alive. You just, it's not easy. You know, I mean, it's it's hard sometimes. It's not. I've been through this last ten years. I mean, I've had very very dark low days and not knowing how I'm going to survive another month or, mm-hmm. you know, business was up and down and, you know, being in your own business, I've learned the hard way. There's so many things, my God, mistakes I've made and things that I've done that put me back and take two steps forward and you take 10 steps back. And, you yeah. know, but if you're persistent and if you work hard, that's what's great about this country is there's nothing you can't do. You can know, you, you just got to do it. Can you think and, of um, one mistake maybe that you made that had, a significant impact, but turned into One a mistake? valuable lesson. Wow. <laughs> Pick anyone. <laughs> uh, well, there, there's a big one. I, I did yeah. get involved. This was my first, uh, uh, an, an individual that was using, uh, let me get into details on how, how much of it, but someone who was using a foundation I was working with very closely as uh, someone he was partnered with and had this, uh, this, it was, it was, it has to do with, with auto racing. Mm-hmm. And it had a racing team that that was going to run a campaign, suiting our veterans and donating to a foundation I work with, and had all these presentations and things that this foundation was on board. That all these plans and all these events that were happening, and I spent a lot of time and a lot of money working with them, uh, thinking that we we're going to be able to do get in the in the in the advertising side of the business for the racing industry which obviously there's a lot of money in advertising and production but then to be able to take those advertising dollars and apply them to right nonprofits the military nonprofits so for me i thought the best of both my worlds were finally coming together where i had my commercial side for my production business that i could um you know do well and and and, and grow my business in size and 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 financially and do more but at the same time stay with the nonprofits and and be able to donate more to them through this whole opportunity that came about, right. um, tried to verify it. I thought it was a, a real deal. And it turned out to be a uh, complete hoax. When I finally things started, the, the, the peels of the onion started coming unraveled, and and it was very surprising. I you know I took that person to meetings with me where I never would have thought in a million years this person would actually show go to a meeting when what they're saying wasn't even true with somebody who could call them on it and. And, and they did, you know, and so I learned you can't always believe everything everyone tells you. And you got to uh, always trust, but verify. That was a hard lesson I learned. That is a you good. Know? So I trusted and didn't yeah. and thought I verified, but didn't verify enough. And, yeah. um, and the day when I brought up, I was like, Hey, aren't you doing this thing on September or whatever the date was that this whole event was planned around? And they're like, what is it? And as soon as they said, what event? I was like, Oh God. There is no event. Uh-oh. But, you know, there was no, there was I mean, it was all a hoax. The whole thing was a guy trying to use military who may or may not have even been a Marine. You know, he was supposedly a retired Marine that was in the race car business. And there's definitely people when they hear this, the word race car will laugh because it was definitely one that I got very deep involved in and, and overtaken by. Yeah. And unfortunately, it, uh, it, it didn't, didn't bad. 
But I learned the hard yeah, way. So now yeah. you're just a little more careful about the people. Very careful. You haven't yeah, stopped trusting. You just verify more. Just verify. Okay. Yeah, verify. And, and sometimes, you know, verifying is hard. I mean, it's it I've is. been down the road. It's amazing. The the people that are out there that try to take advantage of anything yeah. they can. And you have and to learn to go. you have to learn to not worry about maybe upsetting them. Like, oh, I don't yeah. want to upset this person, but you know, if if they're valid and they're legitimate, they're going to respect the fact that you're asking questions and that you're yeah. trying to verify, and they're, that's going to show them that you're legit too. But that's a exactly. hard lesson to learn, especially if you're raised to be like polite and nice, respectful, and not upset people, or you're yeah. somebody who just doesn't like confrontation, shies away yeah. from confrontation. It's hard to learn to go up and, and do that. And I feel your pain there. I was yeah. I had a couple of those mistakes myself and some of them cost me big. But so yeah. but they're learning, you know, I mean they're oh man, once you get through them, it makes it, you a little yeah. grittier. Yeah. It does, but it hurt. Yeah, that, that was it's hard. And, and and get everything in writing. That was the other hard thing I yeah. had to learn. I mean, I'm always like you said, you I've grown up that, you know, you words your bond and you know, if we discuss something, we say we're gonna do yeah. something, let's do it and but I've been burned numerous times where people I thought I could trust where we made an agreement to do something and I did my part and then they and didn't out. show up on their part. Yeah. And it's like, well, we're, it wasn't in writing. Yep. Let's say, really, we had to, you know, I, where, what happened to just trusting people? And, you know, like now everyone's so contracted. Like, oh, we got to have it in writing. Right. We got to have a contract. And, and you know, I, was, I, I even working with the military in the nonprofit world, you know, like. Oh, that's cutthroat. You know, sometimes it's that's so fast paced yeah. where you just want to do it. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, we got this. Let's just get it done. Let's go. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well. Nope. That's and, a fierce, know. that's a business. The nonprofit world is a business. Too. That's a business. And, it and is. They're, yeah. Yeah. they're fierce. All right. Last question here. Ready? You ready to think? Oh, what boy. What would you say if you could reach back in time, say something to 22 year old Bob Vincent? What would you tell him? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How much time do I got to think? I know. What would I say to 22 year old Bob Vincent? Yeah. Man, I'm trying to think what I was doing when I was twenty. I was still in college. <laughs> yeah, in college. Um, man, Barbara, that's a good question. I know. You know, it's so hard to say. It's you know, one piece of advice you would give them: all your dreams. Just do what you. Yeah, you know. Don't be afraid. Yeah, you know, I mean, I almost tell them do what I did. You know, I don't know. Like in a way, like I like I said, it's, it hasn't been easy. It's been difficult. Yeah. You know, and but I've been blessed too with where I'm at and the people I've gotten to work with and the things I've been able to do. And I, you know, it's it's like I said, it's been hard. It hasn't been easy. It's been a struggle. But I would tell them just follow your heart. You know, follow your dreams. Stay follow, with it. You know, it's it's easy you know, to. A part of me would want to tell me, you know what? Kept keep the corporate job and the four hundred one k and insurance, and, and you know, and uh, and 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 you know, do build a family and do you know the the typical American dream things, you know, or get married, have kids, have a house, have a family, which you know, I kind of passed all. Well, that's not it's all passed, but you know, instead of doing all that, you know, spent the last. 20 years between IT and all this stuff for 10 years, which definitely takes a lot of time away. You know, I, yeah. I don't know that's a good question. <laughs> I tell them just follow your dreams. Just stick with it. You know, again, I don't know if I'd change anything. And 
I guess everything, I feel like, you know, where I'm at, what I'm doing, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. And yeah. I was here for a purpose and a reason. And, you know, going back to the last 10 years of all these videos we produced and all these events we've done and um, both the corporate and the nonprofit side, mainly nonprofit, it's definitely struck a mm-hmm. chord in my heart and it's been a blessing. And one of my proudest things I've ever done is what I've been able to do to help and continue to and look forward to do, I hope, for a long time. All right. So if people want to find out about the work you do or some of the organizations that you support, where can we our, send them? You know, our, uh, right now it goes to my Vimeo page. I'll give you my website. So it's real and it's real as R-E-E-L yep. as in a production reel. Uh, realheroesmedia.com. Right now it'll forward you to my Vimeo page, which I have all my videos uploaded. You can see from the last 10 years. Um, my contact information is on there. It's Bob.Vincent at realheroesmedia.com. Okay. But uh, if you just, yeah, go to my website. I'll take you to my Vimeo. You can watch videos. You can email me. Facebook, Real Heroes Media. If someone has a story maybe that they want some advice or guidance getting out, are you game to field questions? Absolutely. Yeah. Send send me a message to my Facebook page or Real Heroes Media. Awesome. um, uh, Email me. You can email me. Sure. Love to. Any advice I can give, you know, I'm humble that I've, in a position where I can, yeah. you know, provide advice and guidance and, you know, and what I've been through to help others. If I can, I'd be honored to Great. To try and avoid some of the things that I've been through. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, thank you so much for being back on American Snippets. This is our take two since we had technical difficulties the first time around. So thank you for giving it oh, another go. Thank you, Barbara. And, uh, and thank you for sharing the story. All right, that wraps up another episode of American Snippets. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. As always, if you got some value out of today's episode, you enjoyed listening in uh, with Bob Vincent, leave us a review on iTunes. Maybe there's been a previous episode or interview that we've done that have that's impacted you or or, or added some value to your life. Let us know about it. Leave us a review uh, on iTunes. Reviews go a really long way because it's how we get found and discovered. And the more people that can discover us, uh, the more people that can discover the amazing people that we feature here on American Snippets. Uh, after all, we're we're looking to create a, we're creating a movement here. We want to impact a million lives. Uh, not only are we creating a meaningful platform that encourages national pride, uh, but we're creating a platform that that empowers you to to want to be and do more, to live bigger and better lives, to go after your goals, and to live the American dream. So leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Share this with a friend. Spread the word and help us continue to grow this movement. Uh, as far as Bob Vincent's concerned, uh, Bob is an amazing individual doing extraordinary things for our veterans and our military. And if you want to learn more about all the organizations that he's involved with, just head on over to americansnippets.com forward slash 028. And you can check out the full featured article we did uh, with Bob. Um, you know, follow him on the social media profiles. You can also subscribe to our newsletter while you're there. You can stay up to date as far as things that we have going on here, future events that are coming, uh, so on and so forth. So uh, again, we appreciate you being here on today's show. Again, this is American Snippets. We are living, defending, and promoting the American dream. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are. We'll see you next time. 